Well, good evening, Popper Bluff, and Merry Christmas to you. We are so glad that you're here today. And we want to just take a brief moment to pause and reflect on the importance and the impact of this evening. For this evening is literally a moment that we celebrate that time itself is divided. That literally history is divided by B.C., before Christ, and A.D., Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. What we celebrate tonight is the climax of what we see of the story of Scripture. And so I want to take a brief moment. My gift to you this evening is a very short sermon. Amen? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. But I want to take a moment and I want us to read and to hear this story that Luke records in his gospel of how literally time was divided. So listen to these words in Luke chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from there into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they had made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered, and the shepherds told them. But Mary, she treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as, as it had been told to them. This is the word of the Lord. This is the greatest story that has ever been told. And one thing that we have learned is that anytime God wants to tell humanity something, he chooses a single word. 
And we think that anytime God wants to tell us something, we think that a word that God would want to say to us is behave, behave, get your act together. But what we've learned this Advent season is the word that God has chosen that anytime that he wants to tell us something is the word behold, which is to stop and to see what he's doing. And here in our passage, the angel says, behold, fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy. And I have one question that I want to try to answer this evening is what is so good about this good news? What is so good about this good news? For us as Christians, we believe that God gives good news. And maybe this is the first time that you're ever hearing this, but in a world that is filled with death and chaos and bad news, we as Christians believe that God shares good news, good news for us. And it says that a Savior has been born. Behold, the good news is, is that a Savior has come, that God himself has entered into this story and now walks among us. But I think because of familiarity, we don't even know the gravitas and the impact of what that means that God has now come. For us as Christians, we do not believe that God is silent. We believe that God has spoken and that he has spoken good news. And the good news is that the king walks among us. And I think because of the, fami uh, the, the familiarity of this passage, we don't really know what weight that holds. And maybe just this quick story will help us. This is a picture of Queen Elizabeth II. And she is the ruling monarch and queen of Great Britain. She is the longest ruling monarch in the history of mankind. She's as old as Moses, basically, okay? <laughs> queen Elizabeth II is 93 years old. And she has seen many, many things as she has sat on the throne across the pond and ruled and reigned. I became aware and become fascinated with Queen Elizabeth. And there's a few things that she's regretted while she's been on the throne. I mean, think about this. To be literally royalty and to sit on the throne, there's a lot of leadership responsibilities. And as she's been interviewed over the years, she said there's only a few, only a few regrets that she has. And one of those regrets took place in a town called Aberfan. Aberfan is in Wales. And Aberfan is a small mining community. And the date was October 21st, 1966. And on that day, it had rained four weeks prior. It had rained literally every day for four weeks. And there in the mining town on the mountain that was getting mined, what happened is what was called a sledge. And what a sledge is, is when the rains happen and the mountain shifts and the coal and the mud literally create a landslide. And a landslide took place on that day. And it literally almost wiped out the entire town. But what was so sad about this day 
is that the first building that it struck, the building that took the brunt of the force, was the town school. On that day, 144 people were hurtled into eternity and died. 116 of that 144 were children. And the town literally spent almost 24 hours digging as much as they could to pull and to save these children out of the landslide and the wreckage. One report said that they could hear the kids crying, but constantly becoming quieter and quieter and quieter as they searched and as they searched. 62%. 62% of Aberfan's population was wiped out in a single moment of time. There were pictures that circulated the entire world of men whose faces were completely black, but the only white spots were from the tears that they were crying. As the news reached Queen Elizabeth, for it was under her providence and her rule and reign, she didn't go immediately to Aberfan. She waited, and as reports continued to circulate, and as they had mass funerals and mass gravesides, the first person that went in her stead was her husband, Prince Philip. And he walked the ruins of that town. And Prince Philip, who was not known as being an emotional man, he was a military man, he was royalty, stood at the graveside, And he reported saying that he watched as families buried their children. And he heard men sing as they buried their children into the ground. Queen Elizabeth still did not go to Aberfan until eight days after the tragedy. And as she walked the streets, it was reported that the people wept. Because the queen had come. The royalty had come. There wasn't so much that she could do at that time, but just her presence. And one mother that was interviewed as she watched royalty walk through those streets said these words, We were still in shock and we were grieving, but when I saw my queen, I remembered seeing her. And I remembered the Queen of England walking through mud. And it felt like in that moment that she was one of us. Royalty had stepped off the throne and walked through streets of mud and ruins and death and decay, and in that small moment and in that small amount of time, the people of Aberfan had hope because they saw royalty. Now, now we understand why. Why is it good news 
that in, on this day in the city of David that a savior, a king is born because what we believe as Christians is that on Christmas day is not when Jesus began, but Jesus existed before all time and eternity. And what we believe, and in the beginning, Genesis chapter one, verse one, and in the beginning, God said, let there be light and there was light. And we believe that in Colossians chapter one, that, that God created the entire universe through the person of Jesus Christ, that there is a throne somewhere. And Jesus Christ sat upon that throne in all of eternity. But on this day, on this day in the city of David, the king of all eternity stepped off the throne and entered in to human history. Why is this good news? Because behold, Get ready, not behave, not get your life together, but behold, for the very royal king of heaven enters in to the ruins of humanity and walks among these streets and walks among the death and the decay because Queen Elizabeth, she said that my greatest regret so far was delaying and not coming at the moment of time whenever I was needed. But listen, I come bearing good news this evening that our God came exactly on time because it says in Galatians, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son and God did not send just a representative. That's what the Old Testament is. The Old Testament is God sending prophets and priests and people saying that at one point, at one point, the king and the author of this story will come. And the writer of Hebrews says long ago and at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things and through whom he also created the world. Behold, behold tonight, behold, it is good news. Because God is not distant from you. God is not distant from you. And what's, what's the impact? What's the impact of God now walking among us that literally royalty walks in mud? C.S. Lewis says it this way. In the Christmas story, God descends to reascend. He comes down. And he comes down to the very roots and the seabed of nature he created. But he comes down in order to come up again and bring the whole ruined world with him. Listen, behold, good news. God restores the ruins of addiction. Behold, good news, God restores the ruins of pride. Behold, good news, God restores the ruins of grief. Behold, good news, God restores the ruins of pain. And good news, behold, God restores the ruins of sin. This is the good news of Christmas for us. So tonight, when the darkness of winter has set over your life, and you feel that as if there's no way that a God could ever love you because nobody knows the ruins of your life and what you have done. Behold, good news, for the very royalty of heaven stepped off of his throne and entered into human history. 
You are not far from God tonight, for God is closer than you could ever imagine. Among all the heartbreak, among all the sorrow, and among all the grief, behold, the royal king is close, for the Savior has come. But that is not the end of the story. For you see, us as Christians and us here tonight, we, we feel the angst. Because what we say is, yeah, that's good news that God came back then. That's good news back then. But, but I'm experiencing things now. And what's to make of my life now and the darkness of this season and the ruins of everything that's taken place in my life? This isn't the last behold that's used in Scripture. Oh no, you can bookend the entire story of God with the word behold. And do you know who the last person in scripture to use the word behold is? It is the king himself. And he says these words, and John says, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. And behold, good news, here it is. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Is anybody else tired of going to funerals? Is anybody else tired of the sorrow and the heartbreak and the ruins of this world? Behold, death will be no more, and neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Popper Bluff, tonight it is good news of great joy. Why? Because the royal king of heaven has stepped off of his throne. When he rightfully could have brought judgment, he brought mercy and brought grace. And in just a few moments, we're going to light candles. And the darkness of this room will dispel and these candles represent the spiritual reality of the light of Jesus Christ. So tonight, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know who you are, and I don't know the argument that you got into with your family right before you came inside or anything like that. But here's what I do know. That the royal king of heaven has stepped off the throne and walks among the ruins of our life and in the mud. And that tells me the good news is this, that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the pain and the sorrow that fills your heart this Christmas season. God is here and God is making all things new. So Papa Bluff, would you stand to your feet and would we pray as our Lord taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer out loud together. Lift your voice and let's pray together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. And we are in awe of the humility 
that the royalty of heaven, that angels literally cannot look upon the glory in the face of Jesus Christ and day and night, they never cease saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. But what we celebrate tonight is that God was not distant, but Jesus, you got off the throne and you walked in the mud and the mire and the ruins of our life. God, if we're honest in this place tonight, there's grief, there's sorrow, there's pain, and there is suffering. But tonight we light these candles and we celebrate the light of Christ. For behold, God is making all things new. Amen.